4: Prime time action here on V and MSG Plus. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, Ben Wilson. We're all here. The gang's all back together again. Adam Candy, and that's a that's a very good thing because at least now with Danielle back, we know someone on this table has to win a bet.
3: Oh, geez, that's a lot of pressure. We only have one run at the top of this Blue Jays uh, game here, so I need a couple more before we get to the fifth inning.
4: Well. Adams rendered speechless, guys. No, no, I, I just <laughs> thought you were
2: going to uh, tell us what's going on there in Boston, because frankly, there's not a lot of action uh, elsewhere uh, around the Major League Baseball card here at the moment.
4: No, the uh, the, the Red Sox have them loaded, and a run already home in the bottom of the second against the Blue Jays. There's nobody out, so plenty of time for Danielle to get some runs here to get closer to her over six in the first oh, five bases innings. Loaded, we yes, love that. Yes, nobody out. to uh, Red Sox have <laughs> been. Uh, Been great at moving runners along with runners on second and nobody out this year. Uh, But uh, Adam Candy, uh, the only other game going, no score in Philadelphia, heading to the fourth inning between the Nats and the Phils. But you have something that you're interested in at Wrigley Field tonight. Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs, Wade Miley for the Reds. Hendricks at DraftKings, a minus 140 favorite with a total of eight and a half juiced
2: over. These are markets that I'm going to give you if you have the ability to bet on them in your jurisdiction, because here in Nevada, we do not have these available. But uh, some micro markets in this game going into the pitcher and hitter matchups. Joey Votto against Kyle Hendricks. So Joey Votto, the first baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, He's Canadian, so we know he loves a few things. Poutine, Tim Hortons. And facing Kyle Hendricks. Uh, 24 of the 45 plate appearances that Joey Votto has had against Kyle Hendricks, he has reached base. His StatCast data is through the roof. Expected batting average of 374, expected slugging percentage of 729. If you're going to take a shot on a home run, one of these bets that you can get four five to one in most spots. Uh, Joey Votto is not a bad one. Four to one on the home run. If you want something a little more conservative, over one and a half total bases, minus 110 for Votto with that slugging percentage. I love And our friends at DraftKings also have some matchups between players for total bases. One that I really like is Joey Votto against Javier Baez. Joey Votto is plus 115 against Javi Baez. Javi Baez has terrible numbers historically against Wade Miley. Uh, I would lean toward Joey Votto at uh, Plus Money in that spot. On the other side of this, uh, Chris Bryant, the Las Vegas native, he sees wade miley and it's like a slot machine for him just let's see the coins keep coming out 377 expected batting average 626 expected slugging and wade miley as we've talked about has no hitter to his credit this year jeff but is a guy who has had some numbers go his way home run to fly ball rate under nine percent on the year for wade miley chris bryant has not had the season uh, that i think he would hope for but Three to one for a home run. Over one and a half total bases, minus one hundred five. I think you could take a look at both Votto and Bryant in this game with those numbers that they have against
4: Hendricks and Miley. So Adam Candy looking the way of a few hitters tonight in Wrigley. No no play on either. No, no play in a traditional sense, correct? No play on either side. I think this is actually appropriately
2: lined mm-hmm. uh, with Hendricks being on a decent run right now at minus one thirty. But look. The Reds somehow are four games over 500. in this Cubs team, uh, despite the fact that we know it's kind of playing out the string to the trade deadline here to see what happens. Kyle Hendricks has still been very good for them over the last month.
4: A few other games going, but for our New York audience, uh, we'll hop to the second leg at a doubleheader that's just about underway. At City Field. The Mets will go with a bullpen game. Aaron Loop is going to start as an opener for the Mets. Bryce Wilson will go for the Braves, who won the opener of this double dip to nothing uh, behind a great pitching performance from Kyle Muller. Even with a bullpen game, the Mets are still minus 170, Adam.
2: Well, the New York Mets are 52 and 45. Their closest competitor is the Philadelphia Phillies, who are at 500. And yet, somehow, the Phillies are only three and a half games back. There is some urgency here for the Mets. But that said, Jeff. That is a large number on a bullpen game uh, for New York at minus one seventy.
4: The Mets have uh lead the majors in double headers. This is double header number eleven. They have not been swept in a double header so far this year. They have split eight of those double headers. The previous ten already. It is prime time action here on VSN and MSG Plus. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, Ben Wilson here on the program. Happy to be with you. Uh, in for Kelly Bidlin and uh, and Matt Brown and Gil Alexander. Danielle back from vacation. It's good to have Danielle back. Uh, hopefully she gives you some winners tonight across the Major League Baseball landscape. But now with us, the NBA draft uh, usually is about a week after the NBA Finals. And it is on Thursday of this week. And Rashad Phillips of the One of One podcast with us right now. Rashad Thank you for being with us tonight, and I, I just want to start out uh, with with what has been the biggest mover in the betting markets. Uh, Jalen Green, who was in the G, G League a year ago, uh, about, uh, about two, uh, three weeks ago, he was about plus 140 to be the second overall pick. Evan Mobley was actually the favorite to be that pick. Now Jalen Green... A huge favorite at DraftKings minus three twenty to be the second overall pick to the Houston Rockets. What makes him the correct pick for the Rockets at number two, Rashad? I don't think he's
2: so sure about that one, Jeff.
4: Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll get we'll get Rashad we'll, back. We'll get Rashad back. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll ask him again on, uh, on Jalen green in a second. Yes. Let me
2: ask you, uh, about Jalen green, because when we were watching the NCAA tournament, Jeff, uh, Jalen Suggs was a guy where, as he was making that run, was getting some talk as even a potential number one pick uh, alongside Cade Cunningham. Now we see Jalen Suggs down to 7-1. to one. Uh, Is it just about measurables? Is it about the pre-draft workout process? What do you think has knocked uh, Suggs down and pushed Green up? To me,
4: and I'm curious to see what others have to think about this, Adam, it, I think we're going to start seeing a more of a lean towards G League guys. Who play, go to skip college and go to the G League over guys who played in college, no matter how good they were. And Jalen Suggs, of course, was an absolute beast in the postseason. We have Rashad Phillips back. Rashad, thanks for being with us tonight. And uh, I'll just uh, go through this uh, one more time for you here. Second overall pick market has been the most intriguing. Uh, betting market just because of how big it has moved. Jalen Green was about plus 140 about three and a half, four weeks ago. Now he is a huge favorite of DraftKings to go second overall, minus 320 for the G League prospect. What makes Jalen Green the right pick for Houston at number two?
5: Well, I, I think what Houston is looking for is a, a player that's exciting, that kind of moves the needle. and and bring some electricity, and and, and I I believe Jalen Green checks all those boxes. So um, that's why he's starting to heat up in in, in regards to um, going to Houston.
2: Favored for the number two pick. We get to the odds for the third overall pick, and Evan Mobley has become, uh, not prohibitive, but a pretty decent favorite at minus 205 to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Obviously, we saw during that tournament run for USC, Rashad, all of the skills of Evan Mobley on display. Where do you think his best fit is on the floor in the NBA?
5: I think he's one of those... uh... A hybrid post guy that can uh, shows a lot of versatility, um, his ability to knock down shots from 16 to 17 feet, Um, also be an anchor on the defensive side of the ball as far as uh, altering shots, blocking shots, getting deflections, um, using his motor to get up and down. Um, He's one of those players that you don't have to run offense for. He's kind of mastered uh, has, uh, having a nose for the ball and being able to kind of fit anywhere no matter the surroundings.
4: Rashad Phillips with us right now here on Primetime Action, the host of the one-of-one One podcast, a draft a NBA draft analyst as well. Uh, Rashad, let's uh, let's keep moving on down. We'll move to the fourth pick, uh, Jalen Suggs right now, the betting favorite of DraftKings at minus 160. Evan Mobley uh, at two to one to fall to number four, and then Scotty Barnes, the Florida State product, at three to one. Uh, we saw how great Suggs was in the uh, throughout the entire season at Gonzaga, especially through uh, the NCAA tournament run for the Zags to the championship game before coming up short against Baylor. How do you think Suggs translates to the league? And if he is number four, how good of a fit is that with the Toronto Raptors, especially with it looking like Kyle Lowry is going to go somewhere else?
5: I like thugs a lot. I, I, I think he plays the, the game um, from the neck up. He has great IQ, just kind of understands uh, space and play uh, terrific speed. And when you pair him, when you pair him with a guy like a, a Fred Van Vliet, and this is assuming Kyle Lowry is gone, um, you, you, you continue to give yourself that dynamic backcourt in order to, to win games and have a chance in this league, you have to have guard play. Um, so Toronto adding a player like that um, puts them right back in position um, to, to to start fighting for playoff spots.
2: Rashad, uh, our friends at DraftKings have odds up for who will go in the top ten. It's a list of prospects that I've seen ranked anywhere from seven through about fifteen. But one name jumped out at me at even money on mm-hmm. devion Mitchell. From Baylor, uh, the combination of yeah. shooting the defense. Um, this is a guy who, obviously, we got to see the full range of his skills on display in the NCAA tournament. Uh, do you believe that Davion Mitchell should be a top ten pick in this draft?
5: I, I do. I think the the body of work, what he's done, what he's shown on film. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, teams overthink. These draft picks, they get caught up in the measurables. But there's one thing that you can't measure in these players, and that's their heart. And uh, Davion Mitchell was one of those players that has played fearless. Um, he, he He's competitive, and he does things outside of the stat sheet that you just can't really find in this draft. So uh, I definitely believe he should be a, a top-ten pick.
4: Rashad, uh, one of the guys who seems to be moving up the draft board as we get closer to the draft on Thursday is Moses Moody out of Arkansas, who obviously had a tremendous year for the Hogs uh, this past year, plus 155 to go in the top 10 for Moses Moody. Uh, his draft slot right now is 11 and a half uh, with uh, the expectation is he will go before 11 at minus 140. What do you think of Moody as an NBA prospect? And do you think he is top 10 worthy?
5: I do. I, I like what Sacramento is sitting at. I think they have the ninth pick, mm-hmm. and obviously there's been chatter about Buddy Hill maybe leaving, so in order to kind of fill that void if Buddy Hill leaves, uh, Moses Moody will be the right choice. Um, he's a player that does a terrific job of of being a spot-up shooter, a lot like Buddy Hill. Um, he, he has to get better as far as putting the ball on the floor and creating his own shot, but it's, it's a kid that um, ha, has great um, intellect. He's interviewed well. Every, th- every team that I've spoken with said the kid is this very cerebral. Um, so I think he's the right pick at nine for Sacramento.
2: Are there any guys, Rashad, hanging out in this top ten discussion that you've seen, whether it's mock drafts or whether it's people that we've talked about thus far who you think the market might be
5: overvaluing a little bit? No, I, I, I really don't. Uh, I, I think this is one of those this, this draft is pretty deep. You know, there's some really good players in this draft. Um, I, I like all the guys that are slotted in the top ten. I, I really – I've watched film on pretty much all the kids. I mean, obviously, you can nitpick everybody's game. But as far as draft class and, and strength, this lottery right here, of these guys are, are, are very strong. Rashad
4: Phillips with us right now, a NBA draft analyst, host – of the one-of-one one podcast. Rashad, as we go down the board here, uh, DraftKings has, uh, has positioned, draft positions on basically most guys who are going to be drafted uh, in this NBA draft. Is there someone that you are expecting to go a little bit higher than you have seen projected so far in these mock drafts and, and what you have looked at here, Rashad?
5: No, not really. Um, you know, like the draft is such a—I mean, it's such a weird science. Um, I really don't know. I mean, like, I, I look at a, a kid like Cam Thomas. I mean, I—I I, I really, I'm really high on him. He could go from anywhere from ten to to twenty-eight. Like that's his range. So I, I, we don't really know what these teams are going to do once the clock starts ticking. Um, but it's really hard to look at. These prospects and and say, well, I don't believe he should go here or there. Uh, I I do think that Cam Thomas is one of the players that I'm really going to be paying attention to um, because he has such uh, both aspects of the game. You got people that don't like him, and you got people who absolutely love him. So it's going to be a weird dynamic to see where he ends up in the draft.
4: Cam Thomas, right now, the LSU product, 22 and a half is the draft position on cam thomas he's rashad phillips get him on the tweets at rp3 natural he's the host of the one-of-one One podcast and of course covering the nba draft as well rashad thank you for being with us tonight
5: thanks for having me fellas see you thursday
4: absolutely uh we're looking forward to it uh the nba draft uh actually will be live at the barclays center with uh fans in attendance on thursday night eight o'clock eastern time adam candy
2: you know, this is going to be a fascinating draft, I think, once we get past about the first five picks, because as Rashad was talking about, I think there are a number of guys that you and I have even discussed here tonight, Jeff, where if they go at six, I wouldn't be surprised. If they go at nine, ten, eleven, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think we do need to discuss the trade that just happened yes. today, uh, the Valanchunas trade, Stephen Adams, and some draft picks exchanged between Memphis and New Orleans, because we start to talk about who will move around, who will move up, and this was a, uh, a fairly significant trade in terms of some starters and first-round picks moving.
4: I'm happy you brought it up. So uh, the uh, the trade that happened today between Memphis and New Orleans, uh, the. The always beloved in-division trade, which in the NBA doesn't matter like it does in some other sports. Uh, Valanchunas goes from Memphis to New Orleans along with the 17th pick and the 51st pick in this year's NBA draft. The Grizzlies get Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, uh, the number 10 overall pick and the 40th pick in this year's draft. And then a 2022 pick from the Lakers that's going to be top 10 protected uh, this year, Adam Candy. And I will say this. Memphis has now been rumored after this trade to try to even get up further in the draft. Scotty Barnes seems to be the guy that they're looking after. And, and and look, with the way that Memphis is built, another lanky, athletic guy like Barnes would probably be a pretty good fit for Memphis if they can get high enough on the board to get him. I
2: have to be frank about this. I don't get this trade for the Pelicans and I love it for Memphis. I really do because unless the idea for the Pelicans is we need to find someone to make Zion happier. We need someone who can take some of the banging inside and operate in that range uh, for Valanciunas. They gave up a lot uh, in this deal by giving up not only Uh, The number 10 pick and a second round, but then also that protected first uh, from the Lakers that they acquired in the Anthony Davis trade. One of the picks they acquired in the Anthony Davis trade. And if you look at it from the Memphis point of view, Stephen Adams is no slouch. And that's a guy who is going to fit Memphis very well in terms of what he offers defensively inside. Eric Bledsoe is still a useful rotation player. uh, And we saw what Memphis had building against
4: Utah in the first round this year. I'm a little surprised that Memphis gave up uh, gave up Valanchunas, though, because that felt like a guy who fit that system pretty well, worked well with Ja, was a true, obviously, on top of being a tremendous rebounder, can really score the basketball inside. Uh, and Look, Steven Adams... You know he's going to rebound. Not going to give you much offensively. Eric Bledsoe, as 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 our resident uh, Wisconsinite Ben Wilson knows as well as anyone, Eric Bledsoe can be on either end of the spectrum—really good or just absolutely unplayable. Uh, but look, this trade is clearly made to move up in the draft and probably try to flip 10 into something higher to get one of those prospects they really like. And if you do, then you think
2: about it this way, Jeff, you were just talking about a Scotty Barnes kind of player if that's the kind of player you bring in, then I'm not worried about losing the Valanciunas scoring, right? Because I get the rebounding back with Steven Adams, and then I reasonably project what I'm going to get next year out of John Morant and Dylan Brooks and say, if both of those guys just take a step forward in terms of their ability to score the basketball and Jaw's ability to distribute the basketball, then I think that's going to improve the rest of the team offensively, incrementally. And remember...
4: Triple J really didn't play much at at all for this team this year. Barely, barely played because of injury throughout the year. And look at Memphis winning a play, even though, again, it was an odd circumstance, winning a play-in game against the team. Again, I know Golden State, this is the year they're going to get really back into contention. But winning a road playoff game in a one-and-done scenario against a team with Steph Curry, it's still a pretty impressive feat, Adam.
2: It really is. And, and again, I know that there's potentially a little bit of short-term hit here for Memphis, but I love the long-term view of this, that if you're going to build around Ja and around Dylan Brooks, that you get these picks and whether you move up in this draft or whether you just build assets and hold that first-round pick next year as something that you can package up with what is likely to be a lower first-round pick that you have next year as well to move up in next year's draft, then I think Memphis is on the right
4: track. The uh, again, the Grizzlies with a player at the caliber of John Morant, uh, take advantage of him being on a on a lighter contract that again, after year four, you're going to have to give him that big deal that will ne- inevitably be a um, an RFA resign for the Memphis uh, Grizzlies. And of course, on the New Orleans side here, they've been rumored that they really like Corey Kispert and Corey Kispert, I think properly has gone down draft boards as the draft has gotten closer Picking him at 17 makes a whole heck of a lot more sense than picking him at number 10, Adam.
2: Yeah, Corey Kispert is 3-1 to one to go in the top 10. And listen, I know what you're going to think about Corey Kispert. Is he going to be able to create his own shot in the NBA? Did put up some good measurables at the draft workouts, so not impossible that he is a guy who might be able to blossom in the NBA. That being said, I'm not picking him at 10. I would pick him at 17.
4: Danielle Alvarez, first five over, has some life again. Yeah, we'll update you on what's going on at Fenway, what's going on in Queens, and across Major League Baseball. That's next here on Primetime Action on MSG Plus and Visa.
3: Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code vSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Jeff.
4: Thank you, Danielle. It is primetime action here on VSYN. Adam Candy's. In between Danielle and I, she's Danielle Avari. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson is here. Uh, it, it took uh, it took an hour and twenty minutes, but all uh, but all of us have annoyed our downstairs producer Isaiah Wrinkle. So the under, uh, or excuse me, the over is actually cashed. There, oh, can you hang on? I'm getting a call that oh, I gotta okay. take care. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, the call, the call actually might be going to the Mets bullpen here, yes. Jeff, as uh, Juris Familia is in some trouble here yes. with hair runners on and nobody out in the second inning. Is the Mets in danger of going down after losing the first game to that doubleheader? We said a moment ago, thought minus one seventy might be a little heavy on the Mets in a bullpen game.
4: Yeah, and I would say right now the live price of DraftKings is still a little heavy. The Mets are still minus one forty. Oh my. Even with Familia in this uh jam, even though it would not shock me uh if we see a uh, double play here uh based off that number, Adam. But regardless, uh the Mets minus one forty, total six and a half, seven inning game, second of a double header. Uh Atlanta won game one, two to nothing. Uh behind uh, Kyle Muller with a really good performance for Atlanta. Uh, The other games going on right now, it has not gone well for Philly. Uh, Spencer Howard was good for three innings. Adam, it blew up on him in the fourth. Four for Washington and a 4-0 Nats lead as they play in the bottom of the fourth. Live total right on where it was pre-flop at 9.5.
2: May I stay elsewhere in the National League for a moment where one Joseph Votto has homered in his first at-bat against Kyle Hendricks. Look
4: at you, Adam Candy.
2: Number 15 on the year for Joey Votto, and uh, listen, I hope you played it because I couldn't. So the Cubs get a home run the first inning from Anthony Rizzo off Wade Miley, 2-1 to one, Chicago with the lead here in top of the second.
4: Yeah, Cubs minus 280 favored now at DraftKings uh, as that game goes along. Uh, the other scores going on right now? I'm not sure how the Tigers did not score in the top of the first inning. They're runner at third and one out against the twins. And yeah. You think they would have, Yeah, I would have expected them to their uh, Danielle. No oh. score. Uh, the three twins. straight
6: strikeouts is your
4: answer. Oh, well, that, well, that sounds like something the Tigers would do, which by the way, we
2: hold on. Did you say the Tigers might strike out three times in a row? Could that possibly happen? <laughs> Interesting that that happened tonight, guys. Um, Danielle, I, I hear we have a big anniversary that we need to, to celebrate. Did, You hit a milestone in your betting career? Is that accurate? Uh, Yeah,
3: my NBA bet in game six was my 500th loss.
2: I feel like we should have a special video for lost number 500, like a birthday themed video, like yeah, cake or something like that. You're just trying to
4: distract the audience from, from, from what just happened in Minnesota now. No, no, that's what no, you're
2: no, doing I'm try, no, I'm trying to get back at Danielle for pointing out my Dane Dunning debt <laughs> when she already knew what had happened. Uh, just wanting for to the relive record, the misery one more time.
3: 480 and 500. That's the record. So it, it could be worse, you know? And so a lot of those were golf that I got rid of. You don't want to bet any golf outrights. Take it from me. If you're not a, an avid golf, if you're watcher, not West Reynolds
4: or Brady Cannon at yeah, this point, it yeah, is,
3: it is hard to win a golf outright. Let me tell you.
4: So uh, no score in Minnesota. Uh, uh, Danielle needs uh, needs uh, needs need something lucky there with two outs. And uh, Danielle, I, I, maybe maybe we just should have just cut it off right there at the ten and zero You stretch. Guys
3: jinxed me the, hard. Uh, the
4: uh, Royals and the White Sox uh, no score, so that that one goes Yay! down. Uh, as well. Oh, here we go. There it is. Oh yes, the hot I feel like I Express. never get the fisherman. I always get Boozer. the
3: the girl spilling the milkshake. Work on it. Okay. Wait, so wait, wait. Oh, wait, oh. Wait. oh, oh
4: yeah. Oh. yeah. There, there we
2: go. Thank you. That's what. See, instead of a special video, you just get two for your 500th. Very <laughs> impressive.
4: Yeah.
3: You got to look at life like with your milkshake half
4: full. Okay. How is it possible, Adam? That, that I've been here for a week and I didn't get the fisherman at all last week. How is it possible? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Isaiah is so I mean,
2: distracted by everyone's phones <laughs> that he's uh, not punching up the right videos. Apparently, okay. two-all by the way between uh, Toronto and Boston. There in the bottom of the third, that game has a pre-game total of 11 and a half. That frankly uh, is starting to trend that direction here toward that uh, number or over.
4: No, speaking of said number, it's right on it right now. It's 11 and a half juiced over right now. Red Sox. Uh, all these numbers are pretty similar. Uh, Red Sox, basically the same number they were pre-flop right now, minus one thirty-five at the dish would one out in the bottom of the third inning. There have been a lot of hard-hit balls in that game, and Danielle has first five over six. I think you'll get there in the end, Danielle. Let's we'll
6: not way. jinx anymore. Thomas about Hatch? Though. Yeah. Who, who is it, who is a what is a Thomas Hatch? I, I believe that's the person that
4: uh, where uh, uh, our our dorm freshman year at Missouri was Ben. Uh, that's who I think that I, I, that's, I, I, that's who I that I was.
2: That. I, I feel like this Hatch is given a chilly reception. To Boston. Oh, I
3: love it. I knew you were hatching up something over there.
2: Love you,
4: folks. (laughs) We're going to the Big 12 next here on Primetime Action. We'll hopefully have some better jokes for you on the other side here on V Sit and MSG Plus. See you.
3: and football betting guides are coming soon and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both. Now's the time to reserve your copy or sign up for the v all-access pass and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at v subscribe. Jeff
4: a fun show so far here on primetime action on msg plus NV and i'm jeff Parles, adam candy danielle alvari ben wilson here as well isaiah wrinkle uh, went one segment without yelling with us so we have successfully moved on now to the big 12 adam candy and uh, our producer ben wilson reminding me that we were supposed to talk about this on friday and then aaron roger then the news of aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to retire according to uh, some reports from SI that sportsbooks were preparing for that with uh, pulling uh, Packer odds off the boards. And, of course, now Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to play for the Green Bay Packers. And now the numbers are basically all back to what they were. So we'll go to the Big 12 now. And uh, uh, this, uh, this may be the last hurrah for the Big 12 in football with the news today that Oklahoma and Texas have officially let the Big 12 know that they will not renew their contract in 2025. If they are still in the Big Twelve Conference for the 2022, 2023 academic year, that would be an upset, in my opinion, Adam. And Oklahoma, a minus one eighty favorite to win the Big Twelve yet again. Iowa State, the team they met in the Jerry in, in Jerry's world last year, plus two eighty-five, Texas eight to one. Oklahoma State eleven to one. TCU fifteen to one. Everyone else, Adam Candy, North of twenty-five to one in the Big Twelve for football this year. Of course, these odds from DraftKings. So, Jeff, I would say that if
2: you happen to have somewhere in your house, maybe in your backyard, your garage, a wheelbarrow full of money, um, Mm -hmm. I I might take it to the sportsbook and bet it on the Oklahoma Sooners because there's not another team in this conference that I think is remotely close uh, to Oklahoma. You see Iowa State there at plus 275, largely based on the idea that Brock Purdy and Brees Hall are back. Look, Brock Purdy is fine under a clean pocket. When Brock Purdy faces pressure, he falls apart. And that is not a good quality for you to have in a quarterback that you want to be competing for a spot in the college football playoff, to be competing with Oklahoma when you have to go to Norman in your biggest game of the year to play against this Oklahoma team. Uh, Brees Hall, look, he put up 1,500 yards last year. He also had 30 more carries than the closest running back anywhere in FBS. He got it on volume to put up that huge number. So Jeff, that's my take on Iowa State. I think they're overrated at that number. Texas is the closest at 8-1, to one, and you're basically projecting out Steve Sarkeesian with a couple of
4: quarterbacks that you have no idea if they're going to be any good. So, this is a very easy handicap for me. You remember what we said about the Buffalo Bills being a great bet at minus 150, even though you're laying a price, Adam Candy, in the AFC East? I don't care that you're laying $1.80. This is, of all the college football bets, and, and look, I expect Alabama to win the SEC. I expect Ohio State to get there in the Big Ten. I expect Clemson to get there in the ACC. But at least, maybe not the Big Ten, but in the SEC, you can at least point to Georgia and say, all right, on the right day, in Atlanta, Georgia can beat Alabama. In the ACC, look, it may be a little bit of a stretch, but on the right day, and Chris Felica said this to us last week, Adam, that on the right day, North Carolina, with Sam Howell, could beat Clemson on the right day. You mentioned it. Brock Purdy, first off, how is he still in college? And I imagine now he won't be the only one we'll say that about this year because of the COVID rules, giving everyone an extra year of eligibility. Brock Purdy, I'm not going to be as kind as you were there. I don't think there's a quarterback that garners as much respect in the country as Brock Purdy that doesn't deserve it on his on-field play. He's not a good quarterback, and when he gets pressured – Like you said, he is a mess, a turnover machine. And Bryce Hall, again, might be the best running back in the country. Might be, period. But when you are asked to do so much, like you said, just so many more carries in a year where, again, a lot of places played six games of college football. Heck, they're a Pac-12 team that played one game of college football last year in Utah. So what's the freshness going to be like later in the season for Hall And look, Iowa State, I I just don't see it. Maybe you've upset him in Norman, but they're not beating them twice, Adam. So think about this. If you say to yourself, all right,
2: I'm thinking about betting down the board on the idea that maybe Spencer Rattler tweaks an ankle at some point. Maybe he doesn't play the entire season for some reason. Um, Oklahoma has another five-star right behind him. So it's not like Lincoln Riley is in any trouble if Spencer Rattler goes down. And Spencer Rattler, last year, as a freshman, pro football focus graded him the fourth best quarterback in the country by his performance. He was the best quarterback in the country, conversed to Brock Purdy, under pressure. He's a freshman. He did not look great in the first two, three games of the season, and then he looked like every bit the guy who is a Heisman favorite. Uh, it's real with Spencer Rattler. He has the weapons around him. Uh, when it comes to this Big 12, there's really nobody else that i get involved with in terms of... Champions. The other thing with Oklahoma, when we start talking about win totals, this team at 11, uh, juiced evenly both sides, uh, it is an insult to all form of baked goods to call that a cupcake schedule. Uh, that is <laughs> as easy a non-conference schedule as any power team will ever have. Now that increases the pressure on Oklahoma in the Big Twelve because if they want to go to the CFP, they cannot lose in the Big Twelve with what they have in the non-con.
4: Why, come on, don't don't, don't go after Tulane like that. Come on, that's a, that's a somewhat of a real team, but Western Carolina, yeah, that's uh, that's not not what you're looking for there in the, in the non-con, and then. Uh, And they are playing Nebraska, but Nebraska, as we documented last week, not so good. Uh, If we go back to the win totals real quick here uh, for the conference, uh, one that's a little intriguing, I'm not a huge fan of the juice, but TCU over seven and a half is intriguing here, Adam, because Gary Patterson's a good coach and TCU is, has underachieved now the last two seasons. And again, there's only so much you can take from last year. But if you're t- if you're looking to bet a TCU over, I don't I don't hate that at seven and a half. The only concern is two of their non-con games are not gimmies. They do play Cal, they play SMU, but they play both of those games in Fort Worth, Adam, and that is a big advantage in the Cal game. And again, I I, I know uh, SMU is also in the Metroplex as well, but uh, an advantage to have those games at home. And look, other than at Oklahoma and at Iowa State. TCU is going to probably be close to, or if not a favorite, a small dog in a lot of those games, Adam.
2: Yeah, I think this. See, if you're going to play this number, it's pretty much going to come down to how do you handicap West Virginia and then the Iowa State game mm-hmm. at the end of the year. I think you could be sitting uh, right on that seven when they get to Iowa State and have to
4: win that game, depending on how a couple things play out for them. When we get back, we'll be prop watch, Shohei style tell you about it for Shohei Ohtani, who is doing a bolt tonight. The, uh, on the bound at the dish. That's next here on Primetime Action on MSG Plus and Vsin
1: Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: It's time for today's Lucky Land
1: horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane.
3: Are you VIP material? DraftKings VIPs enjoy exclusive benefits, enhanced promotional offers, top-tier customer support, access to personalized contests, and more. Visit DraftKings.com to learn more. Plus, everyone can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can get up to $1,000 as a sign-up bonus. Sign up using the promo code Vsin to claim your exclusive offer. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And now it is time for Prop Watch. All right, so obviously the basketball season has ended, but the Angels face the Rockies tonight, so we're taking a look at some Shohei Otani props here for Prop Watch because he is going to be pitching tonight and, of course, hitting as well. So strikeouts prop sitting at six and a half here, slight juice to the over at minus 128, and then to record a hit, minus 340, to record two or more hits, plus 155, and to hit a home run sitting at plus 240, these odds via FanDuel. Jeff, what do
4: you think? so let's look at the other let's look at the batting uh props first uh herman marquez will go for the rockies herman marquez is a piece that should be traded at the deadline by colorado has been it was an all-star this year but the one weird thing with marquez is he has been better at coors field in denver than he has been away from coors field which is uh, completely opposite of what you would normally anticipate. And that's really been the case, actually, for the whole Colorado staff this year. So if you're looking at at this, maybe you get a struggle from Marquez tonight on the road away from uh, the very surprisingly beloved confines of Coors Field for pitchers. So maybe you take a shot on Otani to record two hits at plus 155. Of course... You have the issue of, what if Otani has a bad outing? Mm. And the opposite side of that would be, again, I would like to, if, uh, if I knew what the number would be on the, to record zero hits tonight, on Otani, that would be the other way I'd look at it. I either go for the big night or go for no night at all offensively for Otani.
2: Well, Jeff, uh, since you asked that question, if only I could provide that information for you. Uh, roughly 7-1 to one, uh, or I should say 1-7 to seven, uh, on the no for Shohei Otani uh, to have the hit tonight. And here's the thing. Um, Shohei Otani is obviously a prime MVQ candidate. He has been a world-class hitter except when he pitches. The numbers when Otani is on the mound for his hitting are not great. Uh, he is a 250 hitter this year when he pitches. He has one home run when he has been a pitcher. He has not attempted a single steal. He is a guy where when he's focused on the pitching, the hitting is there only in spirit. And those are games I'm also including, Jeff, when he's pitched and then moved into the outfield After that, so I would not be on any of the Shohei Otani props in terms of what he might do positively as a hitter. Let's talk about that strikeout prop though. Go ahead. Uh, Six and a half on the strikeout prop. He has become a markedly better pitcher here after the first month of the season. The walks were a major issue in April and May 26 walks in 35 innings for Shohei Otani. Well, in his last 36 innings, he's cut that down to 10 walks. And in July, in 13 innings, he has just one walk. Now, that's the real issue. If he's not walking batters, he's going to strike people out. The arsenal is such that Shohei Otani has 95 strikeouts in 73 innings. If he's got the walks cut back, I don't mind that minus 28 on 6.5 against a Rockies lineup that is not exactly smacking the ball around the field away from
4: course. Well, and doesn't matter where they're playing their games, they strike out a ton, him So... I don't mind that at all either. I, this is probably all uh, all these props are probably a stay off. Again, the only concern that I have, and, and you've, you kind of lightened my concern a little bit, is if you get a night where Otani just can't find a strike zone, which, again, it happened a lot early in the year. It happened in that game at Yankee Stadium in that epic collapse, which was the worst loss of the day of the season that mm-hmm. day for the yep. New York Yankees, uh, the one that went deep into the night in the Bronx. But uh, all in all, the one that intrigues me the most would probably be, again, if you could give me a, to record zero hits tonight, and again, it's hard to find that uh, number up just because a lot of books aren't offering it, just because, again, the numbers you said, Adam, and Otani's probably only getting two, two at-bats tonight.
2: Yeah, and uh, Shohei Otani, uh, just to update you, the latest odds, minus 750 uh, on Shohei Otani not to get a hit tonight. Okay, so there you go.
4: That's, uh, that's a big number, Adam Candy.
2: That's a big number. Uh, yeah, let me th- actually. You know what, Jeff? Let me double check that. I might have the wrong screen in front of me here. Uh, that is say. actually now off the board. That's yeah, the home run. Then. That's the no on the home run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hit number is actually je- on uh, Ben, unless you see it somewhere off the board.
6: Right, and that's actually the point I wanted to bring up here because I was kind of scouring. Usually, you know, we go with DraftKings as sort of our you know our base uh, odds look here, but like they didn't offer. They uh, MGM basically all the East Coast books, with the exception of FanDuel, is the only one I could find that was actually offering. Any hitting props, which is kind of weird, because at first I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, they don't want people to be basically betting into a market where, yeah, he might only get the two at-bats, as you're saying. But on the flip side, wouldn't you think from the book's perspective, like, this is one of those sucker bets where, like, people are going to bet Otani because he is one of the most exciting players in baseball. And they're going to say, "Look, hey, I'll take whatever price on on his hitting props cuz he's amazing. He just, you know, homer in the home run derby. He had these amazing hits in the home run derby and then pitched the next day. So, are you guys surprised? I know you Adam, follow props a little bit more, but are you guys surprised to to not see those offered at so many of the books?"
2: You know, I'm really not be- uh, and the reason that I'm not is just because as we've talked about with some of the books here locally, um, Props are underdeveloped in general, right? And yeah. the home run prop is one that will be bet significantly because of Otani's power. Uh, and again, apologies for uh, for my Adam computer there. Candy. Which was off. Which was off. <laughs> now not off. Isaiah's going to kill me. Um, when we look at what's going on here with Otani and the props, Home runs are ones that are gonna be bet, but when it comes to the hits, I'm not sure that you're gonna get a lot of casual action on the hit prop that's as opposed point. to the yeah. home run prop. You're probably looking at more uh sharper action on some of the smaller markets like total bases, like hits, et cetera. We're gonna look, have to put Adam Candy on time I,
4: out. By the way is, on There's time out. another phone ringing right now, by the way, Jeff Parles. you you look, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be going uh you're gonna go into the penalty box at some point, Adam. That's that's I know just, what oh, you're oh, I get two minutes off. Fantastic.
3: <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I'm not as popular, but I'm the only one with my phone silenced up here. Okay? My phone is <laughs>
2: silenced. That was actually my computer relaying the call from my silenced phone.
4: Oh, my, go- oh, my, oh my goodness. Uh, if you're looking at the the, uh, the traditional sense of betting this Angels-Rockies game, the Angels minus 150, Adam, low total seven and a half. No shock with Otani and Marquez, who are both uh, both were all-stars, Pitching-wise this year, uh, of course, Otani starting that game. Uh, Rockies plus 140. Look, the Rockies have been brutal away from Coors Field, and that's why they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline, Adam. But a plus 140 yeah, with, with their best pitcher on the mound, is that worth a shot tonight against
2: Otani? If I trusted this offense at all, uh, it would be, frankly, the only way I might look in this might be at an over just because once you get into the bullpens for both of these teams, you're probably going to have some opportunities to score runs, and 7.5 and is such a low total in a Major League Baseball game in 2021 in which we have Bobby Baseball's fake runner in extra innings to uh, run up the scores. So 7.5, uh, look maybe toward the over in that. That's the only way I'd get involved. It is juice to minus 115.
4: Yeah, I'm going to probably we stay off again i just there's no trusting a bad team like the rockies especially when look this is This might be the end for Trevor Story as a Colorado Rocky. Could be the final start for Herman Marquez as a Rocky as well.
2: John Heyman reporting today that the Yankees have made an offer on Trevor Story. Uh, Not sure what that offer is, but uh, we saw earlier today, Yankees made a small trade acquiring reliever Clay Holmes from Pittsburgh, an extreme ground ball guy, signaling that maybe they do think uh, they're going to be buyers, which would be interesting for a team that is nine games out in the AL East
4: as of today. Let's uh let's go to the other late like, game that has not started. The Smoke and Mirrors Seattle Mariners, who did it again over the weekend, winning three out of four. Over the eight look. At some point, Adam, I'm just going to throw my hands up and, and and give up here on this Mariners' fate because they they keep defying logic and they have the best record in one-run games in the American League now and and are now within legitimate striking distance, a game and a half behind the A's for the second wild card. And tonight uh, at home, a big underdog with a. Uh, Darren McCaughan on the mound. Uh, Luis Garcia will get the ball for the first place. Strohs plus 155 on Seattle. Total eight and a half, Adam. I just can't bring myself to bet this game in any fashion no uh, the
2: numbers i think are actually strangely right for the astros being this big a favorite because again we've talked plenty about this houston team i think that they probably are the best bet in the futures market in the american league right now because they have so many young pitchers that maybe you haven't heard the names yet but that have been outstanding for them this year. And tonight's starter, Luis Garcia, is one of those at the top of the list. A guy who's well more than a strikeout and in inning with very good ratios. And the offense is what it is for this Houston team. Do I want to bet it minus 170 on the road? No, I have no interest. And uh, I am away from this game.
4: No play either side for either of us there. Uh, quick updates uh, for our MSG Plus audience in New York. Uh, the Mets. Uh, not a good start uh, to this doubleheader. Nine innings, no runs so far, but here in game two, still nothing, nothing as they play in the bottom of the third and Pete Alonzo, who's been red hot out of the all-star break at the dish and the Mets currently a minus 255 favorite live as Alonzo just flies out to the wall in dead center for the first out.
2: And we mentioned earlier that Jerez Familia was in some trouble uh, for New York. First and second, nobody out. Back in the second inning, got out of that unscathed, obviously. And Pete Alonzo comes a polar bear claw length away from a home run on that one.
4: Very, very close. Again, Alonzo red hot out of the all-star break. Uh, The team's trying to catch the Mets in the East. Uh, in Philadelphia, Nats in control for nothing as they play in the sixth. Minus 1,100 on Washington and uh, plus 650 on the take back on the Phils if you want to take a chance on the Phillies coming back against the Nats' bullpen. Coming up next here on Primetime Action, Anthony Bett, the former New York Jet tight end, Of course, now on the Jets Radio Network pre- and post-game shows and also as well uh, covered the college game for ESPN as well. Joins us next here on Primetime Action on MSG Plus and VSYN.
0: If you dare.
3: Mo Play.